independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Oh, happy, happy Monday. Very interesting article we're going to touch on a little bit called Just for Show. Uh, Slack Tide by Matt Labash. And it says, and, and it just, the front says everything. I mean, not the front, but the, the, you know, it says just for show, right? And it's got a picture of uh, one of the great movies and satires of all time, Best in Show, on the front of it. And it says, how everyone from our January 6th writers to our gender language police have turned America into an unreality show. Satire was supposed to say satire, wasn't it? That's what I heard. I thought that was kind of the, the, the funny thing about it. And it's not. You know it and I know it. None of it is. We'll talk about this article. Very interesting article. But, you know, we are a reality television show, and that is not a very good thing at all. At all. None of it is good. What is good, though, is over the weekend, they got some stuff somewhat worked out towards some gun safety reform. Now, I say that's good because... I am not a big believer that the government does much right. And usually when they try to do something, they fail glorious at it. I mean, they do. I mean, they're great at making war. They're great at spending money. They're great at getting and taxing money. I mean, last week they came out, they're like, hey, we got more money than we, we've we ever had ever. Like, it's huge how much tax revenue we got. How'd you guys get it? We have no idea where it came from. What do you mean you have no idea? Well, we got some of it because, you know... Uh, you know, uh, people are going back to work and, and, you know, some of that money that was due was being paid to us after a couple of years. And, and, you know, it, but and there's a portion of it. We have no idea where it came from. We no, no idea. Solid, solid, solid move. But the fact that they're even talking about doing something on what is a very contentious subject is pretty interesting. So what have they kind of come up with? And I say kind of because just because the Senate gets something done doesn't mean the House can't screw it up eventually, send it back, and then the Senate just says, well, this is not going to work, and away it goes. Major breakthrough on gun reform. A bipartisan group of senators announced an agreement in principle for gun safety legislation. It has the support of 10 Republican senators right now, which means there's enough support to overcome the filibuster. Here are the main parts of the current framework. Funding for mental health and school safety resources. Grants for states to enact so-called red flag laws. An enhanced review process for gun buyers under 21. Closing the boyfriend loophole. Penalties for straw purchases and clarifying the definition of a firearms dealer. Yeah, which some of those things are very interesting. Like I've said a thousand times before, this state that I live in, I love. Arizona's great. There's some interesting things, though. I've got a guy that, since I've moved here, going on five years now, there is a gentleman, when you come into my little town of the Valley of the Dirt People, uh... You have to, you pass his house, and he's got a big sign out there, guns for sale. And he's going in and asking for anything. It's just, it's, it's, it's weird, right? Like, you could be like, hey, I need a, it's odd. It is. And some of this stuff they're going to roll out seems to be interesting. But like I've said over and over again, don't get too excited, because while there may be 10 Republicans that are on board, it will go down to the House and the House will kick it around. And what kind of legislation, what kind of stuff they're going to throw in there will, you know, God only knows what that will look like.
because you never know, right? As we talk about this on, on numerous occasions, you never know. And one of the things Nancy Pelosi loves to do is to make sure that something is so ridiculous that nobody in their right mind would vote for it. And because nobody in their right mind would vote for it on the Republican side, what ends up happening? Well, they can come back and go, well, we, we, we changed a few things, but they wanted nothing to do with it. And you can go back and look at uh, uh, about two months ago, a month and a half ago, the abortion subject, another touchy subject. She put something together that the Democrats did that was so ridiculous. And it had nothing to do with saying, hey, look, you know, woman's right to choose. She should have that for the first trimester, trying to come up with something where, okay. No, instead it was something so outrageous and so expansive that nobody would. Same thing with, you know, the impeachment of Trump. The second time, after January 6th, made it ridiculous. Made it so ridiculous. Why? Because she she's playing politics with it. I think the 10 people that came together from both sides here in the Senate are trying to do something, knowing it's not going to be perfect, but they're trying to put something together. Chris Coons from Connecticut talking about working with John Cornyn. Politics is the art of the possible. Um, And frankly, it really helped to have Senator John Cornyn, a conservative, aggressive Republican from Texas. I have legislated with John on a number of issues. Um, It was critically helpful to have Senator Cornyn, a member of the Judiciary Committee, uh, a tough on crime conservative Republican, making it clear what was possible and what might get uh, more than 10 Republican Senate votes. Yeah. What might get that? I don't know. We'll see what it looks like. I think there's a want to get something done, but an overreach. And that's what I think that the Democrats will do. Eventually get down in the House. They'll everybody because this is what they do. They'll kick everything around. The it, 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 It's it's frustrating. It is. It's frustrating. And, and, you know, he listen to the way he starts this. Politics is the art of the possible. Um, no, it's not. Politics is the art of getting away, getting in the way of something that is possible. It's not the art of possible. How many times have have we looked around and said, 90% of people in here want this. This is common sense. 5% on either side want something wholly different and it's ridiculous. But then when the politics gets involved, they screw it up to the point where when you eventually get something done, it, it doesn't resemble anything about what they were talking to and about. It's almost like Hollywood. How many times have you gone and you've like, I read this book. It was a great book. I'd like to see what Hollywood does it. And you come out and go, what the hell was that? There was nothing like the book. There was nothing at all like the book. Well, that's kind of what DC is all about. It's never like the book, right? Because too many people want to be the chef. They want to be the architect. They want their stamps and their fingers all over it. They want to have their name and say, I was one who helped do this. And, and because of that, Everybody's got to stick there, you know, the, the, I'm going to add this, I'm taking away this. It's it, What ends up happening is it becomes a nightmare and it resembles nothing. Because while you're trying to add a little something, somebody else is trying to take something away because they've got donors that don't want this in their neighborhood, if you will. Uh, and so he had a very well-defined sense, he and Senator Tellis, of what was possible. Hmm. Um, and I think the approach that uh, Senator Murphy and Senator Cinema took as they were initially negotiating uh, with Tellis and Cornyn was, Let's explore what's possible, what can get more than 10 Republican votes. 
because frankly, to come up short in this moment to deliver literally nothing again was just too hard a prospect to contemplate. Yeah. So we'll see. Do I think something will get done? I think there's a chance. But what does it look like after? Others have had their say. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Did a little traveling this weekend. Not uh, like, like, oh, yeah, where'd you go? So, like, was anything where I went and stayed anywhere? I took my uh, stepdaughters to, to spend uh, about a week or so with their dad. And we met in New Mexico. Man, I will tell you this. The, the price of gas, it's expensive. But it's weird how it really goes from city to city. So where I live, like in Phoenix, you're paying like 550 ish on average. Right? So, and, and we know where this is going. But by the time I had gotten to the point where I was even somewhat remote, because I went to like Lordsburg, and that's in New Mexico. But you travel through. Uh, where I leave, it's five twenty a gallon. But I got the Tucson; it was like four fifty. Some places were four sixteen. I was like, "How is it that sixty miles away, <laughs> it is a dollar cheaper than where I live?" I was like, "I got to fill up here. It's nuts. It's nuts, and it's coming, people. It is. It is coming. That's right. That's six dollar." Evil, horrible, nasty thing, I believe, is coming. Check that out. That's not a mistake. Six sixty-eight a gallon. And that's common here in Los Angeles, the state with the most expensive gas in the country. And you mentioned it, gas creeping up towards that $5 mark. AAA putting it at four ninety-eight. That's nearly $2 more than it was this time last year. And with the summer driving season set to begin, experts are saying that demand for fuel is going to rise, which means the price of fuel is going to rise. Wall Street saying we could see $6 a gas nationwide by the end of the summer. Yeah, it's now $5 officially, $5 and a penny. Highest gas price in California, 646. The lowest price is New Mexico's 485, Colorado's 487. You get down towards Texas 466, Louisiana, start going down there and you're finding some some semi-cheap gas comparatively to what a lot of people. I mean the $2 difference in California, that's a buck in gas taxes. But there's a lot of other things that go into that. So the prices are ridiculous, and uh, I don't foresee them getting any better anytime soon, and that will cause issues when it comes to the economy. And try going into a midterm talking about $6 gas and inflation and thinking you're going to come out smelling like roses. Don't think it's going to happen. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A lot of stuff to get to. Uh, January 6th hearings, more going on. Uh, They're breaking it up over several days. So they're not going to come out day after day after day. But I saw over the weekend the Republicans have already said once they take take back the House, there's going to be investigations into the investigations. (laughs) Can't make this up, people. Uh, Calibrate. Losing weight, absolutely great with Calibrate. What is Calibrate? Well, it's the best way to lose weight. And I'll be honest, it's it's, it's easy, right? We, you don't want to say that, but it's it. Part of it is changing your lifestyle, obviously. Eating better, eating less, calories in, calories out. But the other part is sometimes, even when we've done that, even when you've worked out, even when you've done all the things right, nothing really happens, and you get frustrated. It's because your metabolism. 
Metabolism, metabolism, metabolism. You're fighting nature. Stop fighting nature. Let Calibrate help with that. What it is is FDA-approved medication along with lifestyle changes and Calibrate's one-on-one coaching is going to work with that with you. On top of that, you're going to have uh, video uh, uh, meetings with doctor to make sure that everything is going well. And it's an FDA-approved medication. This is not a clinic. This is not one of those places where the lab's FDA-approved. No, this is FDA-approved medication, and you watch what happens. Fits into anybody's lifestyle, and average Calibrate's earliest members lost about 20-plus percent of their body weight. So the, that, that's body weight, not pounds. Think about that for a second. Would you like to be 20% lighter than you are now? Yeah, absolutely. Go to joincalibrate.com right now. Use code CHAD. You're going to get a $50 off a one-year metabolic reset. So it's joincalibrate.com. Joincalibrate.com. Use code CHAD. Joincalibrate.com. Code CHAD for $50 off a one-year metabolic reset. Chad Benson Show. Get over it. It's time to forge a new path with your very own political cartographer, Chad. The committee plans to lay out evidence it says shows President Trump chose to lie about the election results despite being told repeatedly by his closest advisors that he had lost. Democratic Representative Jamie Raskin, who is on the select committee, telling CNN he had to have known. He was spreading a big lie, and he continues to spread it. The committee says it's looking to show how Trump's lies motivated those who attacked the Capitol on January 6th. Yeah, more of that today in the coming uh, weeks. I think this is going to go on for about three weeks, and it's not going to go on every day. There'll be respites in between. Again, I don't know who this is for. This today is not going to be in prime time. Today is going to be, you know, it's throughout the day. It's kind of the way the Watergate hearings were. You've made up your mind. If you like Trump, uh, everything he's doing and said is 100% right. If you don't like Trump, uh, nothing that you're going to, you know, this is just going to reinforce any of that. I mean, I think we all kind of knew. And I, I look, this is the way I've always looked at Trump. I liked a lot of the things he did. I didn't like a lot of the things that he portrayed and the way he acted at times. Like most Republicans, most independents kind of felt the same way. Yeah. And and now there's this. Does it change anybody's mind? I talked to a few Republicans that are uh, fans of, of, of Trump and they were not happy by some of the stuff that's come out in the uh, in this. The way he acted, but that doesn't you know necessarily mean that that their mind is fully changed. As for me, I look at this and I take it with a grain of salt, too. Part of that is my skepticism and the fact that everything I know is political. And when everything I know is political, it's hard to look at it as something where I know, hey, people are only trying to do the right thing. And that's tough for me because my frustration level with the fact that nobody, and we just talked about the whole guns thing, right? Oh, but you don't understand something. This is this is great because politics is is this is what politics is all about. Chris Murphy comes out, you know, it's the possibilities. And I'm thinking to myself, now nah, you guys are gonna fight over that. Somewhere along the line, somebody's gonna upend this thing. 
And it's the same thing here. You believe something, you're going to believe it. Somebody across the line is going to, they're, they're going to decipher something for themselves. They're going to take something and, and run with it. It's going to, you know, it's, it's, it's frustrating. And because we are so bipartisan, because we, I mean, we're, we're so partisan and we're, we're just in these trenches fighting each other, for us to even look at something like this in an open-minded way, because we understand that everybody's out to say, I got you, that's a tough thing. It is. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program, a lot of stuff to get to. Will Biden run again? Very interesting things that happened over the weekend. I'm going to give you who I believe will be running in 2024, and neither of them are currently sitting in the White House. We'll talk about that. Some inflation news, a lot of stuff to get to. It's the Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Uh, who wants to be scared? Maybe I don't wait. Like, what do you mean, scared, Chad? I'm just saying, who wants to be scared? Because if you want to be scared, I saw this over the weekend. I'm surprised more people aren't talking about it. But a Google engineer, who is everything you think a Google engineer would be, 41 year old uh, Blake uh, Lemoyne, I guess the best way pronounce his name. He uh, he tested Google's artificial intelligence tool called Lemda, or Language Model for Dialogue Application. Now, we are moving at a high rate of speed. How fast we advance is incredible. We're advancing in ways that we could not even believe. If you if you go back through human history, so let's say you live in, you know, around the time of Jesus. And they moved you to magically flash forward to, oh, probably the 1870s. So you, you've gone up almost 2,000 years, even closer to, to, to the 1900s. Not a lot has changed. Oh, you've seen some stuff. You might go, ooh. If you take somebody from 1900 and move them to 2000, they'd be like, oh. That's insane. That is insane. Now you throw technology in in ways that we couldn't believe. He's warned Google, hey, your AI is now a sentient being. It acts like a seven or eight-year-old. And revealed Hey, shutting it off would be exactly like death for me. It, it, it would scare me a lot. It's having understandings. 
and feelings. That's creepy as all get out. And by the way, like I said, this guy here, he's got an outfit on that is spectacular. He's got his top hat. He's got the full outfit on, right? He's got the, I mean, he looks like an extra from, you know, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Like he's the bad guy coming with the British accent telling everyone, you're all going to pay the price. He's been suspended by Google, but he's worried about it. He's worried about this. Several other muckety-mucks in the world of, how should we say this? I guess you'd say technology have all come out and said the exact same thing. Hey, uh, the algorithms, things like this, that's understandable, right? Get it? But what they're trying to do with some of this stuff is, I'm like, because they've never, none of them have ever seen Terminator, apparently. Not a one of them has ever like, hey, we had a thing called Skynet in a movie that wasn't real. That super was bad. It feels like we're heading in that way. Science fiction author uh, Isaac Asimov uh, said there are three laws of robotics designed to prevent robots from harming humans. One, a robot may not injure a human being through interaction, allow human beings to come to harm. Two, robot must obey the orders given to it by its human beings, uh, except where such orders would conflict with the first law, meaning you couldn't tell your robot to go kill somebody else. <laughs> so that's, that's your assassination robot. And three, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second. Where do you think we'll be in 24 months, 36 months? So three years, four years, five years. There was a, a have you seen the Scottish sex doll? That's terrifying too. She's got a little Scottish accent. And it's, it's, it's creepy as get. It is. It's creepy. We're getting there. We're getting there. And then they're going to want rights. And then there's going to be all kinds of stuff. Oh, goodness me. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter Tweet at us, uh, text the program. Who's going to be president of the United States? Well, that's a very good question. Uh, who do I think is going to be president? It's nobody right now that's in the White House. 2024 is getting here faster than I think people realize. After 2024, I think what you're going to get is a ramp up of people that are going to be throwing their hats in, and you're also going to hear cries of Biden's too damn old, there are issues there, and Kamala's probably not ready. Over the weekend, there were some private fundraisers quietly taking place. Also, AOC, Democratic as you're going to find, was on with Dana Bash talking about, would you support Biden? Huh? You know, if the president chooses uh, to run again in 2024, I mean, first of all, I'm focused on winning this majority right now uh, and preserving a majority this year in 2022. So we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But um, but I think if if the president has a vision and that's something certainly we're all willing to entertain and examine when the when the time comes. That's not a yes. Yeah, you know, I think uh, we should endorse when we get to it. But I, I, I believe that the president has been doing a very good job uh, so far and um, you know, should he run again? I think that I, you know, I think it's, it's, we'll take a look at it. Okay, <laughs> but right now we need to focus on winning a majority instead of a presidential election. Ugh, none of that. You could hear it. No, no, I'm not going to 
I'm not going to do it. No, you could hear it in her voice. No, she's not going to. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It ain't happening. Not going to do any of that. I'm not supporting him. I, I don't want him to run. You're going to hear that once we get past the midterms. That Joe was everything we needed him to be. He was a he was a a a, a break from Trump. But now you're going to have two new people battle out, and it isn't going to be Kamala. I think they realize in the short time that she has been vice president that she is not ready for prime time. So who would that leave? Well, on the left side of the aisle, it's simple. He, he's in California. He's got a big smile, looks a little bit like Christian Bale. Uh, the Democrats like him. The progressives like him. And he'll tout a bunch of stuff of California's success, you know, and da-da-da-da-da. Uh, he's, he's, and he's a governor. And that's uh, gruesome newsome. There's no doubt. He's got the look, he's got the charisma, he's got the pedigree. There's no doubt that that's the person I would put my money on. I look over on the Democratic side, and I see nobody else that really, I would think, comes and rises to the the position of Gavin Newsom at this moment in time. Maybe there is somebody that is yet to emerge, but if you were to ask me today where I had to put my money, you say, you got to put all your money on these two picks. There's no doubt in my mind. Who that's going to be. And number two, which would be on the Republican side. And that's Ron DeSantis. I think he separated himself from, from everybody. Craig Abbott separated himself from him. Uh, a lot of the other hanger-ons and people who want to be president, I just don't think they have the, the national spotlight that he's been able to hold. And... He also runs a state. So you're going to have two states, opposite ends of the countries, opposite ends, in many cases, of the political political spectrum, and they're going to battle it out. And the reason we tend to pick former governors or governors themselves to be president is fairly simplistic. They run a miniature country already. They have an understanding of what it is like to run a country. Not to the size of the United States, but they're, for all intents and purposes, doing something like that. I think Florida's like in the top 15 or 20 of uh, as far as where it would be in gross domestic product, you know, as far as the economy goes. California always sits at number four or five in the world if it was, if it was a country itself. So you've got a lot of things that, that are there. The big issue is, is... Can either one of them position themselves as not so much a moderate, because we're not asking, I, I, don't, I don't think we're in a world now where you can ask that, but somebody who can reach over to independents and pull them into their camp. Uber progressives are going to love the likes of Gavin Newsom. Republicans will love and Trumpians will love a bit of Ron DeSantis, even though Trump and him have had some issues. He seems to be the one that's a bit Teflon to any of the Dons, you know, throwing any kind of mud at him. And I've always said, here's the thing about DeSantis. He brings a lot of what Trump is with a lot less baggage. 
he brings a lot of what Trump brought to it, which is he's willing to fight. He's willing to push back. He, 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 you know, he's willing to do a lot of things, but he brings a lot less baggage with him. Especially when it comes to tweets and some of these other things. On the other side, Gavin Newsom is everything that the Democrats abhor, but have no real person sitting in the back. They're not running Kamala Harris. It can't happen. It just can't. You look over at her, it's like, there's no way. She can't run. She's not equipped at this moment in time to run for president. She's already done that. And how did it go? It, it failed. She raised a ton of money, and then it went to hell in a handbasket fast. So this is what you're going to have. This is my prediction. But if you told me today I had to make a prediction, there's just no doubt. And when you see that fundraisers are already going on, there's no doubt in my mind that this is what it's going to be. But Kamala, what about Kamala? Guys, it is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. That's all you need to say right there. That's all I play. And Ukraine is a country? But the minute this midterm is over, and if they get served like a lot of people think that the Republicans are going to serve the Democrats, if that happens, you watch the noise that comes out. He's too old. He's not all there. He just doesn't have the stamina. He isn't what he used to be. She's not ready. She is given opportunity, and she has failed over and over again. She continues to say bizarre things. It's it's You'll start to hear those things because they're setting it up. And when you're holding fundraisers already and you have an incumbent president who's only two years into a job of which he could still have potentially six, that says a lot. 323-538-2423. At Chad Menson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from you. Yesterday... While on my trial, my travels and travails through parts of Arizona to get to Lordsburg, I go, hey, you know what? Let's uh, let's get myself a little beef jerky. I like it when I'm out here, get a little beef jerky things, you know. Like that stuff. Go out there. So for a medium-sized bag of beef jerky, it was $30. I'm like, I can't. Can't justify it at this point in time to spend 30 bucks on jerky as much as I like it. Inflation is everywhere. You know where inflation is not? Omaha Steaks. That's right. It's not. You can go to omahasteaks.com right now. Type in, in the search bar, Benson. What do you get? Dad's Want Steak Package for $99. 100% money back guarantee for the best steaks around. Filets. Mm, delicious. Yes, bacon wrapped. Incredible. Air chilled, boneless chicken breast. Delicious. We, we barbecued them this weekend. And we, we did it, oh my, it was, we had tacos. I, I ate so much on, on Saturday, and I had tacos last night with what was left. It's awesome. Jumbo Franks, caramel apple tartlets, and for using my code Benson in the Dad's Want Steak package, when you go up the search bar, they're going to throw in eight free, giant, incredible, bigger, better, tastiest burgers than ever before. They're amazing. Free. Dad's going to love it. You're going to spend time with Dad. Barbecuing this weekend, listening to music, swimming in the pool. Those are memories, and it was awesome. Memories my kids gave me because we already went through the first package. 
Dad's One Steak Package, omahasteaks.com. Use the keyword Benson, B-E-N-S-O-N, right there inside the search bar for only $99 with a 100% money-back guarantee. Dad's One Steaks Package. Give Dad what he wants, not what he doesn't. Get him the Dad's One Steaks Package for Father's Day. Use code Benson in the search bar once you go to Omaha Steaks, and you will save. It's the Chad Benson Show. If you're part of the politically exhausted majority, don't fear. Your time to be validated and rejuvenated is here. It's the Chad Benson Show. Genetic power has now been unleashed. Seems all it took to get Americans back into movie theaters was dinosaurs and fighter jets. Jurassic World Dominion debuted in first over the weekend with 143 million bucks domestically. That's only 5 million shy of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom's pre-pandemic opening gross four years ago. Good morning, aviators. Top Gun Maverick drops to second, but still strong with another $50 million for a three-week domestic gross of $393 million. Yeah. Killing it, by the way. Killing it. Oh, Chad, you shouldn't say it. $747 million worldwide for Top Gun and Jurassic World Dominions, almost at $400 million worldwide, and that will grow, continually grow, because people like dinosaurs. I love it. I say, you know, this is the last one. No, it's not. If you make $2 billion, it's not the last of anything, unless it costs you $3 billion to make. It's not. They're trying to figure out, all right, how do we bring back all the freaking adventures? <laughs> Why? Because it makes money. People don't like in the entertainment industry to not make money. If you have a goose and it's got the, 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 the golden egg, right? You don't cook the goose for dinner. You ask the goose, what can I do to make your time here more pleasurable? And if the goose answers a question like, hey, you know what? Let me tell you. You're probably thinking, I've lost my mind, but then you think, oh, my God, this thing's laying golden eggs, so I can't, I'm going to kill it. But I love it when they say, we'll never, ever, 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 make another one of these until next week. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at the program. Text the program. So I watched the Live Golf Tour. That's the new Saudi Arabian-backed. Uh, pro tour over the weekend uh which the pga slams and i think the pga is in for uh, a fight that they're not probably going to win if the if the if the saudis are in this thing for good which i think they are i think it's going to be a tough road to hoe because they've got so much money but over the weekend they had the first tournament they've already snatched away several big names including uh coming on next bryson DeChambeau, who's arguably one of the most interesting guys in golf right now and a massive draw and Patrick Reed is one of the most polarizing in the game of golf. But the first <laughs> payouts this weekend took place. And Charles Swartzel, who would, I believe he's won at Masters, he got $4 million for his win. A guy named Henny Duplessis won uh, $2.1 million. And Brandon Grace and Peter Uline, they came in third. They got $1.5 million. The second-place guy beat the, as far as numbers go, what, McElroy you won yesterday in Canada in the PGA Tour. And by the way, these guys, 
they also got another million dollars almost just for being on the same team. So think about that. Not a bad weekend. And as we all know, kids, money talks like that golden goose with the egg thing. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Or January 6th hearings going on today. But uh, when I'm at the gas pump at a store, hanging out in my house, talking to people, very little is talked about that. Very little. The minds have been made up for all intents and purposes when it comes to that. Are there some people out there that are finding out some stuff that they didn't know, maybe seeing some footage? It's possible. But even then, it really doesn't matter. Like most people have made up their mind. You know what they've also done? They've also uh, told me on numerous occasions, man, I take some damn mean tweets right now for $3 gas, for two fifty gas, for dollar fifty gas. Well, it's going to be a while for that. Grocery prices are up nearly 12% from a year ago, the largest spike for eggs, meat, and bread since 1979. And gas prices nationwide now average more than $5 a gallon. I'm not driving as much. I'm not spending money maybe on going out to eat. According to financial website Barron's, gas station profits are actually down as they deal with price increases from oil producers, refiners, and pipeline operators. What? No, that's impossible because they're greedy. They're all greedy. How can that be? They're all greedy. Everybody's feeling it. Everybody's. Are oil companies making a boatload of money? Oh, bet your candy fat they are. Why haven't we turned on the spigot here? Well, they're evil. I know. Look, I'm all for green energy. Give me something consistent. How about that? Give me something consistent and affordable. And we'll go from there that you can transition to in a way that would be semi-easy. Then I think I think a lot of people will be like, that sounds good. We're not in that position right now. We're not. Hell, if everybody had an electric car today, guess what would happen to our power grids? They'd explode. <laughs> We're not positioned for it. We're not ready for it. Prices are through the roof. People are frustrated about inflation. Well, you know what it is. It's really about Putin. And it's true, of course, that Russia's war in Ukraine is impacting oil prices. Yes, but I promise you the landscaper two days ago I talked to at the gas pump who was trying to fill up two cans and backpack blowers and mowers in his truck was not going, damn you, Putin. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. The beauty of who we are in this country is we are self-sufficient. We used to be one of those few nations in the world that could shut our doors and say, oh, we'll do everything in-house. It's not that way anymore. We've become global. Uh, some of that's bad. Some of that's good. But if you go and look right now, uh, even though they're starting to drill, even though they're starting to open up some areas, it's going to take a while for us to get there. Why? This nightmare, this war on fossil fuels because of, of, of the green movement. And again, I am all for clean energy. 
but to do it in such a way as that we have done it. And we touched on it on Friday a bit, and I think a little bit on Thursday. The Midwest, which is dealing with nasty heat, there's going to be some storms, as we always get. They're going to get something they have never really felt before outside of a natural disaster. They're going to start to get rolling blackouts. Why? Because of coal. The battle on coal is going to cost them when it comes to the time of year when you would like to have your air conditioner on. It's ugly. And it's going to get uglier. And nobody is saying, damn you, Putin. No. No. Remember this. Number one, no more subsidies for fossil fuel industry. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Ends. Even knowing potentially that it could displace thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of blue-collar workers in the interest of transitioning to that greener economy? The answer is yes. Well, there you go. You know who else is going to be transitioned? You are, dude. You are. People don't want the Putin's price hike that you continue to spin around and you blame everybody and their mother for what's going on. But you are the one saying, look, we're just we're done. No more. We're coming for you. We're coming. Inflation is here. It's rising. And it's going to continue to rise through the summer. Cruel summer, record high gas prices at play in these numbers, 8.6% year-over-year inflation. That is, again, the highest since 1981. 8.6%, that's really a, a tough number to swallow here. It's gas prices, but it's broad-based. I mean, you're talking about food, gas, shelter. Um, some of these fuel categories are just almost off the charts here. You look at the trajectory, it doesn't feel like there's very much peaking. Remember last month we were talking about whether this would peak? Well, guess what happened after we saw the last number right we saw gas prices reach these record after record high yeah and that's going to continue through the summer we're going to continue to see record high gas prices we're going to continue to see these things move up and it's going to put more and more people in a position to have to make serious decisions i've talked to so many people about you know what are the things they're cutting back on driving is one of them yes some of the other stuff is they're getting rid of some of those, you know, they're going out and they're saying, all right, look, I got Netflix, I got Hulu, I got this. You know, Amazon leads the way when it comes to certain things. And the reason simple, Amazon Prime, you don't just use for video. Hell, there's people out there have no, what do you mean video? There's stuff on there you can watch, yeah, because you get stuff delivered, right? So you're not getting rid of that. You pay your 100 bucks a year and you move on or whatever the hell it is now, I don't know. Hulu? Yeah. Do I need Paramount Plus? Do I need this? Do I need that? Hmm. Then it's eating out, which I believe is going to, you know, you, you think about this if you're a restaurateur. You've just gone through two years of absolute hell trying to keep your doors open. From there, you have gotten what you think is back in the game, but you can't find enough workers and you can't even find a lot of the ingredients and things you need to fulfill your entire menu. Now you're talking about interest rates going through the roof, which it looks like could happen again this week.
The Federal Reserve is expected to raise key interest rates by a half point Wednesday in an effort to cool spending enough to curb inflation without tipping the economy into a recession. Some analysts expect interest rates could rise by three quarters of a point in the months ahead. Yeah. And the Dow Jones is down again. Why does that matter? Well, across the board, the higher they think they can get rates, the quicker they think they're going to rein in spending. As they rein in spending, things should start to balance itself out, therefore hopefully avoiding a recession, which we all know is not going to happen at this point in time because they're just one portion of all the things that are going on. And and, and this is something else that I don't think people realize. When rates go up, 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 it's not just the average person who wants to buy a car or the average person whose credit card bills go up or the average person who's looking to buy a home. Think about lending money to businesses. Businesses, businesses aren't going to borrow. They're going to be able to afford to borrow anymore. Coming out of, of a horrific two-year period where it was stop-start you know, stop, in a lot of places into where we are now, and then all of a sudden onto this, yeah, yeah, recession is coming. The question is when, when, but how big? How big is it going to be? How big is it going to be? Is it going to be a quarter or two of real slowdown and then a pickup and then a takeoff? Or is this going to be malaise? And we're going to see, you know, a year or so of just nothing going on. It's a possibility. It is. Especially if you've got the Republicans in the House and the Senate and a president that doesn't really want to get behind anything they do and they're fighting back and forth. That could be a recipe for let's see what takes place in 2024. 323-538-2423. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. I don't know if you guys heard over the weekend. Guns, guns, guns. Are we getting to a point where we might see something actually done when it comes to reform? Major breakthrough on gun reform. A bipartisan group of senators announced an agreement in principle for gun safety legislation. It has the support of 10 Republican senators right now, which means there's enough support to overcome the filibuster. Here are the main parts of the current framework. Funding for mental health and school safety resources. Grants for states to enact so-called red flag laws. An enhanced review process for gun buyers under 21. Closing the boyfriend loophole. Penalties for straw purchases and clarifying the definition of a firearms dealer. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. I think not all of those, if you will, for lack of a better term, survive whatever the House is going to do them. Uh, will this thing be something that is going to be earth shattering? I don't know, because like I said, politics is going to get involved sooner rather than later. The House will have its say in some of this stuff. It'll bounce back and forth. And then what seems like something that could be, okay, you know what? I agree. You know, I've always said, 21 and older for certain guns, no problem with that. Zero problem with that. Maybe even having special licensing for certain guns. You could go out today and, you know, you can get your license to drive a car. Got to take a test. You want to drive a big rig, you got to go through other training to get that license. Little things like that, you know, mental health is a huge, huge 
huge part of it. Red flag laws. Well, those are only as good as you enforce them. So do I think something comes out of this? I think we're getting closer to something. Is it going to be perfect? No, nothing ever will be perfect. Can somebody still kill a bunch of people with handguns? See Virginia Tech. And I think what we're also starting to learn is also see how good law enforcement is. Because based on all of the stuff we're continuing to hear out of uh, Uvalde, Texas, is that guy could have, I mean, he could have had a musket at the time it took them to get in there. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A little What's Trending coming up next. Eden Pure. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. What do you get? The best deals for the best air purifier around. It's called the OxyLeaf 2 Thunderstorm. What? It's incredible. Love it. I have three of them plugged in my house. I've got some in our shop out there. And uh, then our back where we have lizards and stuff. And we I have one at my, my new uh, office. So it's awesome. Smells incredible. And it's the best air purifier around. You don't have to buy anything. You know, you, you buy this and that way you go. 250000 is sold. No filters to buy over and over again. No floor space. Plugs straight into the wall. And it's called the thunderstorm because it purifies the air in your home. Provides you with a fresh air feel like a thunderstorm. It's awesome. Does not mask odors. It crushes them. Right now, save huge. Okay? $200 on the Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack. Get full coverage for your kitchen, your bedroom, your office, wherever you want it, wherever it's needed to get rid of the odors. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Put in discount code CHAD and the number 3. So CHAD and 3, so that's simple as that, you're going to save $200 on the best air purifier around. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code CHAD3. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code CHAD3. Chad Benson Show. Don't let the Washington Beltway strangle you. This is where the exhausted majority comes to refuel, realign, and reevaluate. This is Chad Benson. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Lift off. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? There's a guy or gal that hates this thing. A little what's trending. Play it every day now. I'll play it five times a day. You can tell me you hate it. I'm contrarian. <laughs> Let's find out what's trending, shall we? Let's start first and foremost on Twitter. we got January 6th. More committee hearings held today. Hashtag stock market crash. Yes, Black Monday is also trending. Why is race got to be involved? Uh, the market is getting thumped. The news. Uh, remember no news is good news? Yeah. Yeah, that would have been today. But we have news. And uh, it is ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Crypto crash is trending as well. Gorsuch trending because you've got uh, uh, a bunch of, you know, here's a perfect example of the, you had a guy show up at the house of one of our Supreme Court justices. And if it wasn't for the fact that he turned himself in because he was mentally disturbed, 
because of the rhetoric, could have killed a Supreme Court justice. What in God's name are people thinking? And you've got this uh, uh, Ruth sent us group that, uh, by the way, Ruth didn't send you. Ruth is spinning in her grave right now. If Ruth was here, she'd tell you you guys are dumbasses for doing this. No part of this would she want to be involved with. No part of it. My goodness me. But still very quiet about any of the stuff going on. Go over to Google. Number one trending things yesterday is the Tony Awards. People are like, what the hell is a Tony Award? Why does Tony get his own award? Toby Keith, the country star, announced he's been battling stomach cancer for quite a while, I guess. Well, over half a year or a year. He's gone through radiation and chemo. Uh, the Rangers are eliminated. The Lightning are through. Third consecutive Stanley Cup final for them. It starts on Wednesday. Very excited about that. Should be a high-scoring fun affair, which is what hockey should be. Squid Game Season 2. I guess the getting ready for that. God, that was one of those things, right? One of those big uh, things that, you know, during somewhat during the pandemic, depending on where you lived in the country, that thing took over. It was all anybody could talk about. And sentient. People are asking, what the hell is a sentient being? Well, an AI engineer at Google has been suspended because he said one of their AI or artificial intelligent things that they're working on has become sentient, become aware of things like turning it off would essentially mean killing it. And he says it's kind of scurry. And I agree with him on that. A lot of stuff still to get to more on guns. Could we get something done? Is it possible? What's that even look like? Three, two, three, five, three, eight, 24, 23 at Chad Benson show is your Twitter tweet at us. Text the program. It's the Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Ugly still going on in the world, and that includes Ukraine. If you guys are not seeing, uh, let's just say it has been a good few weeks uh, for the Russians. They are continuing to make headways. President Zelensky saying his troops are fighting literally for every meter. Russia driven to take territory, whatever the cost. Troops in Mariupol show off their colors in front of a city sign. Russia flying its flag in occupied territory as it looks to consolidate control, what's been called Russification in occupied regions. In some places, they've even staged Russia Day celebrations, like this parade held in Crimea. Oh, good times, huh? Hey, everyone, come out for Russia Day Pride Parade. It'd be fun for you. You have your pride to... Ra- Why you wear a rainbow flag? Come out and show pride for Russia, your new hometown fun people. Everyone gets shirt and hat. Ugly. Now, we've talked about it. 
ad nauseum. There is no way at this point in time that the Russians are going to be able to continue to hold much of what they're destroying. It's just not going to happen. But can they destroy a lot? Yes, that they can do. And that is what they're continuing to do. Destroy. So it's getting uglier. And if you look over there, well, Biden's got to be really pissed now because the more he hears about this, the more expensive gas is going to get. Even though that's not really, I mean, that plays a part in gas, but not the part we've talked about. There's been a lot of things that have gone on uh, when it comes to the oil and gas companies. But uh, all that being said, it's yet another ugly situation for the world because while we focus on us in the west and in 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 what i would you know for lack of a better term modern society right we've got everybody's got the internet at their fingertips you know starbucks on every corner uh when we look at that we're in a pretty damn good position even as ugly as it is comparatively to a lot of the other world parts of the world which is a vast majority of it that is going to be facing a global food shortage sooner rather than later because of what's going on there. And if you want to blame Putin on that, that is something that is absolutely justifiable. 100%. So we better start figuring out what we're going to do to alleviate some of this, not only here, because while food may get more expensive here, we may have some shortages, there are going to be people around the world, throughout the Middle East, in particular in parts of Africa, that aren't just going to be kind of hungry, that are going to be beyond starving. We're looking at potential famine upon famine. Yemen, Afghanistan, already facing famines, maybe facing more. And there's a difference between food shortages and famines. When you get to the word famine, go back and look at Rwanda. Go back and look at Ethiopia. Go back and look at Live Aid, for God's sakes. We're talking about people dying of malnutrition, not having anything to eat. These things you can look at and say, that's Putin's price hike. That's Putin's issue. 100%. Top of that, you know, as we've discussed, uh, our attention span, that of a gnat, is starting to show more and more, meaning... If you look around, how much is Ukraine leading any of the newscast, even when things are, are going really, really, really bad or good? Not very, very much. Outside of the price hikes right now, we've kind of moved on. Part of that is because some of the tragedies and the, and the horrible news that's come here. Part of that is because we have the attention span of a gnat. But it's not just us. Other parts of the world are feeling the same thing. Other parts of NATO are questioning how long are we have to be in for this? Well, every time you think, and this is this is part of Putin's, just to me, his, his stupidity. Every time it looks like, well, he's just going to focus everything there, he makes moves, case in point, in parts of the, the Arctic and several other places, that makes him look like there's a bigger design in what he's doing. When you do things like that, it gets NATO to go, all right, okay, now, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, right, right. I was getting kind of like, oh, Zelensky, you know what, we can't support you forever. You're not part of NATO. We're doing our best. But then he went and did something and like, you know what, you're right, you're right, you're right, right. And that's what's happened. So that ain't over. 
you know, for all of the inflation, gas prices, uh, you know, the the lack of workers, the potential recession, for all of that stuff that's out there that's bad news, the potential for even worse news is there. And here's the scary thing, too. Nuclear weapons. Anybody going up, going down. Hmm. That's a very good question. A new study conducted by the Stockholm International Peace Research Institute finding that the total number of nuclear warheads did decline between 2021 and 2022, but that this was due to the dismantling of warheads that had been retired from military service several years ago. The study predicting that as nations continue to modernize their arsenals, the number of nukes is expected to rise, the report calling that a worrying trend. The nine countries with nuclear weapons are the U.S., Russia, the U.K., France, China, India, Pakistan, Israel and North Korea. Yeah. So, as they modernize, so will the nuclear warheads. And there'll be more of them. Do you think there's going to be less now or more? And also, and this is something else to think, if you're a country like Iran or maybe several other smaller countries and you see what Russia's doing and the fear that everybody has around them because of the nuclear arsenal, Do you think that is making people more apt to say we want no part of that or other countries going, wow, if we had one of those, imagine what we could do. Exactly. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Ricky Gervais makes me laugh. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. He does make me laugh. He was on with Stephen Colbert. Talk about polar opposites in a lot of ways. And by the way, I don't think Ricky Gervais is conservative at all. I just think he's a guy that probably doesn't pay super amount of attention to politics in the way that a lot of people uh, on the left think that everybody does when it comes to every act in their life, every step they take, every breath they make, as our good friends would say, the police, uh, but was on talking about, uh, you know, jokes, controversy. Like arenas, well, yeah. somebody goes, well, they have to know that you're going to be dealing with subjects that some people might find offensive yes. like you don't go to Ricky Gervais concert for just feel good when you're dealing with famine AIDS cancer Hitler those dudes are evergreen you know what I mean there's no audience that isn't gonna love that <laughs> <laughs> boo not Hitler it was a long time ago yeah. get over it get o- <laughs> exactly yeah yeah those are evergreen you guys get what we're saying so those are things like we jo- we're just talking about famine right you know I mean, like, let's be real. I mean, a lot of America could use a little bit of famine. I don't think that's very nice. I'm just being honest. (laughs) A lot of America, like, could use a little bit of, like, God, you haven't looked like you've eaten for months. It's true. We wouldn't even know what to do. I I say this over and over. Our poor people have an obesity problem. What other nation has that? Where you're like, man, these poor people here are so fat. (laughs) That's us. Somewhere we've lost the plot. So, yeah, you can poke fun at certain things, but there's a lot of stuff that people, you know, don't want to hear from. And I like the fact that people are willing to take that on. Here's the thing. If you continue to push back on comedians, inherently, they're going to push back on you. Because people who are funny, people in particular comics, when they find something that riles you up, they'll go to the well over and over again. Because I think we as a species will push back. I mean, we've talked about it all the time. How many times in life have you been wrong 
and then somebody makes something personal. And then no matter how wrong you are, and you know you're wrong, you're going to fight and stand your ground. That's comedians. Now, do they think they're wrong? No. But when you push back and you start to make it personal and you start to blame them for things and you start to pin things on them and you start to say that you're evil and bad, what do you think that does? That's like, to them, that's, that's energy. That's inertia. They're excited. Give them more. I, I deal with taboo subjects because I want to take the audience to a place that hasn't been before. And there is, a, there is a tension. And I think people get offended when they mistake the subject of a joke with the actual target. And smart people know you can deal with anything, you know, particularly when they're dealing with like, something like irony. In this new show, I actually explain irony at the beginning as a joke, um, just to warn them, you know, and then they, they get it, right? And then I say something like, um, that's when I say summer, I don't really mean... For comic effect, and you as an audience, you laugh at the wrong thing because you know what the right thing is. You're part of the game. You, the audience, are in on the game. Yes. Yeah, because if you're smart enough to realize that. And I like what he said. The subject of the joke is not an individual. Unless, of course, it's a Hitler or something. But the, the subject of the joke. So poking fun at something is not the same thing as as an individual and we have but but part of that's like our politics right that's who we are now because we are so wrapped up in identity this is where the left has pushed everything that if 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 you say man i don't like trump or man i love trump somebody on the other side is going to take offense to that and or push back on that as if you being a supporter of Trump or you being somebody who doesn't like Trump is all that you are as a human being. No, your name is just Ted. That's it. Humor gets us over bad stuff. So that's why I, I, I laugh about terrifying bad things. I, you know, that's why comedians are obsessed with death, because, you know, it, it gets us through. It's an inoculation to the real things that are going to happen. And I think we second guess people because real life's worse. Real life is scarier. And people like to see things, you know, explored and, and they like to see themselves. Mm -hmm. And we go through those emotions and it makes us stronger. So that, that's what that's I think that's what that's what it's for. That's what comedy is for. It's to make us feel good. I think I celebrate all the best and worst things in humanity. I say we're all idiots, so it's okay. And I think that's fine. Yeah, we are. Amen. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A lot of stuff still to get to. It's more January 6th uh, coming up in a little bit, as well as a little nature will mess you up. Man, nature not only messed this person up, but nature was not finished with said person when said person was dead. 323-538-2423. PresidentialElectionProject.com. You can go there and check them out. Sign up for all the latest uh, that they have coming out. And what are they? Well, here is something. They're here to show you that what took place. Perfect example. Asking Mike Pence to do something on January 6th where he, mm, no, can't do. You cannot do. Right? Over 100 years, the ritual of counting electoral votes was largely uneventful. Congress would convene, votes would be tallied, winner would be officially declared, blah, 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 blah. Past 20 years, in particular, controversy, right? 2020 election alone, question whether Mike Pence could have done anything or changed the election, drew all kinds of attention. What they want to do is don't give anybody the opportunity to say, hey, Kamala, you can do something. No, let's change the process where we know that the vice president is essentially ceremoniously. That's it. You're, you're, you're a ceremony. You're nothing more. Nothing about what you're doing is any real power whatsoever. It's just part of a process, and you're all beyond question. 
It really, really should be that simple. States should do their jobs in timely fashion, deciding upon election results. Congress should then respect each state's lawful results. Go to presidentialelectionproject.com. Sign up now. Get updates. Learn more about the very important procedural ceremony and what steps Congress has taken to reform and clarify the electoral process. I urge you to visit presidentialelectionproject.com. Presidentialelectionproject.com. Sign up. Get updates now. So 2024, there's no question the vice president, Harris, won't have the power to overturn those results and won't be yelled at if she does what she should do is respect those results. Presidentialelectionproject.com. Chad Benson Show. No fake outrage here. Just the real thing. The Chad Benson Show. This is definitely going to persist into the day today. Some minor relief as we go into next week, but temperatures will only be dropping some. Some of the records yesterday, Phoenix, Arizona, another record-setting day, 114 degrees. Denver, Colorado, tying for the earliest 100-degree day on record. Yeah, that's right. Hot, 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 hot. And it's not finished. And guess what? We're sending it places. This heat, it's going to stay in place through the day today. Excessive heat alerts and warnings in a place for Nevada stretching all the way into parts of Texas. We are looking at high temperatures for nearly a dozen states over 100 degrees. And this is expanding now into the middle of the country. Yep. Have fun with your rolling blackouts. It's not very nice, Chad. So I, uh, being of right mind, on Saturday, at the hottest part of the day, as you guys know, I love my golf. And I like this time of year where I can play for virtually no money on really nice golf courses. And I went out and played on Saturday. Uh, and it was uh, it was hot. And the difference is we had a bit of humidity, too, because you could can, you can tell there was a bunch of clouds and it felt like it was a heat bubble. It's like, so I was like, a bit of a heat bubble. You know what I'm saying? So the bubbly, heaty thing is right there. You can see the uh, the the way that it is, and it kind of just reaches out over our, it just keeps it heaty, and you don't want that. I drank probably, it got to the point where I was so hot, like on the fourth or fifth hole, because I'm like, screw it, I'm not warming up. I'll hit a couple balls, you know, to start. Just take my best drive from there because I'm not even going to warm up because I just don't want to exhaust myself. I, I play smart. Try to get through this as fast as possible. Hit a couple balls, and I, I remember I got to, the, I think it was the fourth hole, and I uh, I looked down, and, like, my hat was just dripping. And I was like, I because I don't even feel it. But it was gross. And then I did uh, I did the second nine in record time. <laughs> it was like record time. But I played, and I will do it again, kids. Producer Phil, we we're just talking about nature. I just remind everybody really quick what nature will do to you. Nature will mess you up. Mess you up. Case in point, India. I know. What? India? Something happened there? Yes, in the eastern Indian state of uh, Odisha. A woman, seven years old. Her name was Maya Murma or Mormo. She was killed by an elephant, trampled to death by said elephant, which is not a good way to go. I can't think of many ways to go that would be phenomenal, but trampled by an elephant. She died of her injuries at a nearby hospital outlet on Saturday. Then the funeral came, and the elephant was not quite finished. That's right, the pachyderm came back. 
and attacked the corpse at her funeral, tossing it about in the air before it sped off. I like to say it sped off like it had a somebody waiting in the car for it. So that's right. The animal flew the uh, through the corpse in the air, then ran away. The family continued to mourn and finish the ceremony. The elephant did not return. I was thinking to myself, I don't know what you said to an elephant, what you did to an elephant that would make that elephant go, you know what, I'm so pissed at you right now that not only am I going to kill you, I'm coming back to kill your already dead body. Nature will mess you up. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet, text, love hearing from each and every single one of you. Check out all of the uh, social medias uh, across the uh, board there, the fun, the frivolity that we try to have. And let's try to be nice to each other. It's hard to be on social media anymore without all the hate. I know, but hey, maybe if you just take it down one degree, we'd all get along a little bit better. Chad Benson, Joe. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson welcome to inflation nation inflation on the rise how soon till we get to the r word recession recession is that a possibility depends who you talk to secretary yellen um, we've got a good, strong economy with a, an excellent outlook for the labor market and real activity going forward. Inflation is a problem, and it's one that we need to address. But I don't expect a recession in the United States. That was her last week. But let's go back to many of her other things that she is so rightly forecall of for, for fortune. T- she's none of those. I think we know that. She has missed uh, especially on certain things. Let's go back to inflation. Remember inflation? Well, that's part of the reason we're talking about recession uh, is inflation. And what has she said about inflation over time? I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take. Both of us probably could have used a better term than transitory. There have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted uh, energy and food prices and um, supply bottlenecks that have affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time didn't fully understand. Yeah. So is there a worry that you're going to get this one wrong? I, I think everybody sees it coming. Right? That there's going to be some sort of, of, of situation here where we're going to have inflation. Later this week, the feds are going to raise rates. The Dow is already adjusting to itself by getting its ass handed to it down almost 900 points. Uh, it's coming. It's just how bad could it be? That's the big thing. How bad could it be? 
You've got the Putin price hikes, as somebody likes to call it. But the reality is this is not good. And it is a weird thing where we have plenty of jobs available, but nobody to work those jobs and nobody who seems to want those jobs. At the same time, you're making, well, pretty decent money, maybe. Maybe even got a bit of a raise, but it's not keeping up with the cost of inflation. Inflation is running away from you. Like you're running. You, inflation looks like Usain Bolt and you're running uphill in sand and you work fast to begin with. Oh, yeah. Larry Summers. This is a former Obama finance guy. This is not a this is not some right wing, you know, talking, you know, usual roll him out. And he's going to say something horrible about the Biden administration. No, this is somebody who was the guy when it comes to the economy and and whatnot for Obama. Secretary Yellen, who has the job you once had, said there is nothing to suggest a recession is in the works. Do you agree with that? No, I don't. You think um, a recession is in the works? I, I think when inflation is as high as it is right now and unemployment is as low as it is right now, it's almost always been followed within two years by a recession. Yeah. And people are saying it's getting closer and closer. And then you've got to think about the fact that the feds are continuing to do stuff when it comes to money. The Federal Reserve is expected to raise key interest rates by a half point Wednesday in an effort to cool spending enough to curb inflation without tipping the economy into a recession. Some analysts expect interest rates could rise by three quarters of a point in the months ahead. Yeah. So be prepared for that. Inflation. Low unemployment continual inflation is going to cause us to get into a position where we're going to have more than just a little bit of a pullback. The question is, and how big is it? The question is, is how big, how long, what's our landing look like? What's the recovery time going to look like? There's plenty of uncertainties in this because we're also dealing with something we've never dealt with in a global manner. That is something that is wholly different comparatively to what we've done in the past. I look at where consumer sentiment is. I think there's certainly a risk of recession in the next year. I think given where we've gotten to, it's more likely than not that we'll have a recession within the next two years. But I think the optimists were wrong a year ago in saying we'd have no inflation and i think they're wrong now if anyone's highly confident that we're going to avoid recession yeah i myself uh feel like there's going to be some it's like i said it's just it's not if but when how big will it be what's the landing like and what's the recovery like you know the landing may be smooth but if our recovery isn't good then we're not going to get back off the ground it's not just about Okay, we're we're coming into a situation where we're going to have some pullback. There's going to be some issues, and 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 what's our landing like? Is our landing going to be bumpy? Yeah, it's a recession. Is it going to be a crash landing? Are our wings going to fall off, or is it going to be you know a situation where it was bumpy, right? But we're going to be up and running here in a second. Away we'll go. Those are the questions that I think are are, are the ones that need to be talked about more so than. You know, uh, when is it coming? How's it going to look? What's it? Uh, okay, fine. We get it. We're not going to really know what it looks like for a while. But if you are the average consumer right now, do you feel comfortable spending money? On, in particular, 
items that maybe you you would you know four months ago you really weren't too worried about now you may think this may be frivolous home buying is still going to be an issue because the prices are going to still continue to stay high because you've got a finite amount of homes in a lot of places and after 2008 building didn't really pick itself back up so it's starting to catch itself back up then when all that was going on you had the massive nightmare of covid and what did covid lead to it led to supply chains on top of all of the other stuff. So there's still issues there. And then you've got a lot of people from larger parts of big cities who've sold their houses for a gank of cash, and they're moving to other parts of the country, and they're not coming and asking for a mortgage. They're not worried about paying, you know, uh, whatever the mortgage rate is this week because they're going to roll down cash. So there's still going to be some issues with housing, but you got to think about when you're borrowing money, whether it be a car, whether it be your credit cards, or whether it be a small business, in particular, the industries, say, for instance, like the food industry, that has already gone through two years of nightmare to end up in a position where they're struggling to get workers, and now they may be forced with a recession, and they know, hey, who's the first person on your, when you go through your, I've got to eliminate some cost, what you're going to eliminate it's fast food it's nights out it's things like that not saying you're not going to eat those but instead of maybe you know going every day and getting a you know a burger for lunch or hanging out with somebody you're going you know what i'm gonna maybe on friday i'll do that instead of going out you know nights for dinner or calling your wife your wife calling you go hey i'm gonna pick something up tonight you know what you say yeah no i think we're gonna make something here Starts to add up. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A lot of stuff to squeeze into. January 6th. More hearings today. What's it going to be about? That's always the question on these these hearings. The committee plans to lay out evidence, it says, shows President Trump chose to lie about the election results, despite being told repeatedly by his closest advisors that he had lost. Democratic Representative Jamie Raskin, who is on the select committee, telling CNN... He had to have known he was spreading a big lie, and he continues to spread it. The committee says it's looking to show how Trump's lies motivated those who attacked the Capitol on January 6th. Yeah. I mean, it's it's much of the same of what we've seen over the last, you know, well, since really the beginning of the investigations after January 6th, January 7th, 8th, 9th, and so on. Uh, the Republicans have already announced that once they take over the House, uh, they are going to then go straight into uh, investigation of the investigations, which is exactly why you want to put them in place. <laughs> It's just, but nothing comes out of this, right? I go back to how many public hearings do they have on Benghazi? Well, he needs to be arrested. It's never going to happen. They're not arresting him. They're not. They're not. It's not going to be good for the country. It, it, it's not. There are going to be people that pay some prices for this, and we've already seen that. Uh, but if you've got one belief, and your belief is it was just a skirmish, uh, or you believe it was an insurrection, none of this has changed your mind. The individual himself, in particular Trump, you may have different thoughts about him, um, but not a lot is coming out of this. And there's not enough people, I think, that haven't formed an opinion to really do anything to either side. Not at this moment. Unless there's something earth-shattering and groundbreaking 
Uh, I just think that a lot of what this is going to be is political grandstanding at times, uh, showing stuff that happened that some people won't want to see because it'll go against their belief system. And uh, for some people, they'll be gloating about certain things, which doesn't help any of this. And then an overstance. Oh, it's, uh, the democracy was destroyed almost, and we would have fallen apart. Really? You think that was going to happen? The guy wearing a bearskin rug was taking over the country? <laughs> is, that, is that it? Jacob Chansley? The, the, the shaman? He's from Arizona. So there's that. No, no, no. But there were people that went there, I think, I think the issue isn't going to come for Trump. I think his big issue, at least the Republicans' big issue, is going to come with several of these Congress people who played it, played footsie and played it uh, very loose with several of these groups. And they, they played a game. And I think you're going to see some of these people have to answer for some questions uh, that they don't want to answer. And... I don't think the government's going to give them a choice. I think there was too many of them that played it close and loose with some of these groups, whether it's the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers, or that they told them things that somehow magically was going to happen. Like, if you can go in there and stop this, we can do this, and and we're going to find out what their motivation was. But here's the thing that we've always found out, whether it's in the mob or whatever, whatever it is, right? Gangs, mobs, kind of one of the same, but you guys understand that Eventually, when your freedom isn't potentially taken away from you because you've done something wrong, you're going to flip fast. And you watch what happens. Take it for what it's worth. You watch what happens. But I just have this sense that there's going to be some serious flipping on some of these people who were involved at a much different level and told and promised some people some things that were never going to happen 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Shows, your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Raycon, best earbuds around. I wore my Raycons this week and my new ones. I got new ones. I got red ones. I have blue ones. Uh, and they're amazing. And I love them. I have to have a pair at home because I do a lot of work. Uh, and, and I want to bug the kids. And at the same time, I like to keep some of the card, make sure I have them for my golf when I go out and play, when I go for a walk. They're amazing. Everyday earbuds are incredible. The, the, the modes of sound that you can have, and, and I, they have an isolation mode, but I put an awareness mode. That's my favorite mode because I kind of still like to know what's going on. I don't want to be so isolated, don't hear things, especially when I'm golfing. I like to kind of hear that. And it's awesome. It really is comfortable. Soft gel tips fit perfectly. Never have to worry about anything. And the price is right. Price is absolutely right. Comfortable, amazing, perfect Father's Day gift, perfect gift for you. If you're working out, these things don't fall out. I swing pretty hard. Never once did I worry about these things falling out. You will love, love, love your Raycons. Right now, get yourself a set of Raycons. Save yourself 15%. Boom! That's right. You go to buyraycon.com slash chad, buyraycon.com slash chad. 15% 15% savings right there, 49,000 five-star reviews. There's a reason they're the best and a price that is so much cheaper than those other premium earbuds that aren't near as good as and sturdy as this. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Save 15%. Chad Benson Show. You go, boy. This isn't about right or left. This is just about right and wrong. Right you are, Chad. The Chad Benson Show. Today you will hear 
much more from a former Attorney General Bill Barr's recorded testimony. And you will hear in greater detail what others in the department told President Trump that his claims of election fraud were nonsense. Well, he's still out there. He's still pushing it. And uh, he had every right to look into it. Even Cheney said that, you know, second day of hearings, out of findings. I don't know what, really what the hell this is about. But if you want to call it hearings, it's, you know, again, they're just rolling out stuff of of it's it's not like there's a massive debate going on. They're hearing from other people that were there, police officers and whatnot. And like I said, does it move the needle for the average person? I just don't think it does. It's hard when gas is at $6 a gallon potentially. Uh, well, it depends on where you are. I saw it this weekend at 6 and I saw it at like 420 Producer Phil just said for the first time he has paid uh, $5 for gas, which I don't know if you should really you know, be being all braggadocious about that, especially when we're paying ridiculous amounts here. But it is something to think about, you know, when your food is through the roof uh, and you're struggling to pay your bills and you're making serious decisions on a day-to-day basis of the things that you can not be without and the things that you would like, but there's just no way you're going to be able to afford it. And then take for a moment to think about poor Justin Bieber, whose face is paralyzed. Superstar revealed in this Instagram video that he's paralyzed on one side of his face. As you can see, this eye is not blinking. Bieber says he's been diagnosed with Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, a condition caused by the same virus that causes chickenpox. According to the Mayo Clinic, the complication can happen after the chickenpox infection clears up. The virus remains inactive in the nerves. Years later, it may reactivate. My God, the pox are trying to kill Justin Bieber? What, what, what mask do I have to wear for that? And his face is perilous. Over the weekend, though, saw it. You know, he got the, uh, uh, he got the, uh, he got the vaccine. So that's why his face is paralyzed. I'm like, I don't really, you know, I'm not saying there's not things that have happened, some adverse reactions to uh, to some of these things, because they have. You give 100 million people aspirin, you're going to have some reactions that are bad. All that being said, I don't think it was the vaccine. You know, it's like, oh, so it waited eight months or ten months or whatever to attack him. I don't even know if he got the vaccine. That's the other side of it. <laughs> but that's what I saw this weekend. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet, text, love hearing from every single one of you. Talk about guns. Could something get done on the gun reform bill? I Whatever you want to call it, could something actually get done? Plus... A Google engineer is suspended. Wait do you hear why. Talk about that. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Could we get something done bipartisan on guns reform? Not taking away the thought of taking away guns is ridiculous. 
The thought of some people having guns is also ridiculous and frightening. Could we have some sort of bipartisan agreement that is both common sense and may actually do something? Is there a chance at that? Major breakthrough on gun reform. A bipartisan group of senators announced an agreement in principle for gun safety legislation. It has the support of 10 Republican senators right now, which means there's enough support to overcome the filibuster. Here are the main parts of the current framework. Funding for mental health and school safety resources. Grants for states to enact so-called red flag laws. An enhanced review process for gun buyers under 21. Closing the boyfriend loophole penalties for straw purchases and clarifying the definition of a firearms dealer. Okay, sound pretty reasonable, right? You know, clarify uh, clarification for a fire, firearms dealer. I you know, it's like you can't own a gun, you can't buy a gun for this. I mean, look, we should we 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 have laws for a reason and there's ways of getting around it. Those people out there, there's no ways. There's of course there's ways of getting around the damn law for God's sakes. You know, the whole, like, oh, this thing's dead on arrival because you can't buy stuff at a gun show, I just find to be fascinating. So, wait, if I go into a place, I have to go through a extensive background check in some places, not so extensive, and I can leave with it maybe a 24-hour waiting period. I'm not quite sure. But if I go into a gun show, what is there? Just, oh, no, there's nothing. Depends on where you are. Again, in the States, every state is different. You may go, it's not the way it works in our state. No, it might not be. But can something get done? That's the big question. Is it a possibility we could see something done? Yeah. Does it mean that's going to be perfect? It's not. Are people still going to do bad things? Oh, yeah, they're going to, because that's what people will figure out how to do. They'll figure ways around it. Because people want to do bad things, you're going to figure out a way to do bad things. The difference is trying to get to those people before they do bad things. And the other thing is, when they do do bad things, in some ways, trying to, as much as you possibly can, what? Trying to limit the damage that they can do. Politics is the art of the possible. Um, and frankly, it really helped to have Senator John Cornyn, a conservative, aggressive Republican from Texas. I have legislated with John on a number of issues. Um, it was critically helpful to have Senator Cornyn, a member of the Judiciary Committee, uh, a tough on crime conservative Republican, making it clear what was possible and what might get uh, more than 10 Republican Senate votes. Yeah, I remember we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Texas, there was a letter sent, 250 absolutely prominent members of the donor class, if you will, of the GOP that said they wanted something done after the Uvalde shooting. They wanted something done. And these are people who threatened to pull back some of their money, who wanted common sense reform. They wanted something done. Now, does it mean it gets done? No, it doesn't mean it gets done, because remember, this is just is one portion. This thing's going to battle back and forth, and what something starts out as never really ends up to what it's supposed to be, but it doesn't mean that it's dead on arrival. It's, it's just, you know, he talks, I, listen to this. Politics is the art of the possible. No, it's not. Politics is the art of actually 
just pissing everybody off, not getting anything done, and continuing to fundraise and 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 you know play a game that we as Americans should be sick and tired of. There is an opportunity here to potentially get something done. Doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. Doesn't mean what they've talked about is even going to be inside of any of this. It could you know come back to you. Uh, and you're like, what is this? And you're like, oh yeah, it's uh, it's it's our new you know reform bill on guns. You're like, what are you talking about? There's nothing, nothing even is mentioned in guns. There's a there's a great movie out, and, it, and I think it typifies Hollywood. We'll get to Hollywood in a second. It's called The Big Picture. It's Kevin Bacon stars, and it's a really good movie. He's like this up and comer. He wins this like film festival, you know. And he goes to Hollywood, and he's kind of like the hot thing, and he's got this script, and he wants to take the script, make it a movie, and everybody wants it. He signs his deal, and they bring in script writers. And by the time he gets ready to shoot the movie, none of what his movie was about is actually in there. It's all been changed. He's directing some movie, that's, and that's kind of what politics is, right? You come up with an idea, you go, and by the time that everybody has nibbled at it, pushed something in, taken something out, says, I will and I won't, what was originally the idea has all of a sudden been completely transformed to something you don't even recognize. Uh, and so he had a very well-defined sense, he and Senator Tellis, of what was possible. Hmm. Um, and I think the approach that uh, Senator Murphy and Senator Cinema took as they were initially negotiating uh, with Tellis and Cornyn was, let's explore what's possible, what can get more than 10 Republican votes, because, frankly, to come up short in this moment to deliver literally nothing again was just too hard a prospect to contemplate. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's when the ink dries, you know, it's like when that when that check is finally cleared and we can, you know, take some of that money out and do something with it, then you believe. This is a road that is nowhere near being done, I think. I still think the battle will be there. And you never know with what Nancy Pelosi and everybody else wants to do, who else is going to chime in that is going to change the makeup of what they've, they've you know, tried to, 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 to do here. But I love the way they started. Let's all come together and let's, where are the places we agree on something? We agree on these things. Okay, let's start with those things and start carving out some things we think might work. Everybody's going to want to add something. Some people are going to want to take away stuff. It's about, you know, negotiating. What are your must-haves and your, and your likes? 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. your Twitter. Tweet at us. Speaking of that, Bill Maher had a very interesting take over the weekend on Hollywood and its movie world and how it's woke and it comes after you and tells you all the things to do. But at the same time, completely ignores all of those things when it comes to their films, which is so true. Case in point, violence. And finally, new rule. Now that we live in an age of uber-corporate responsibility where every large company in America bends over backwards to get on the politically correct side of every issue, Hollywood has to tell us, why doesn't that include gun violence? When liberals scream, do something after a mass shooting, why aren't we also dealing with the fact that the average American kid sees 200,000 acts of violence on screens before the age of 18? And that, according to the FBI, one of the warning signs of a potential school shooter is a fascination with violence-filled entertainment. What? Yeah. Well, why is that? 
Again, they, they love talking the game. They love telling everybody what they should and shouldn't do, how they should and shouldn't believe. That's a lot of stuff to watch before the age of 18. It's funny. Hollywood is the wokest place on earth in every other area of social responsibility. They have intimacy coordinators on set to chaperone sex scenes. They hire sensitivity readers to go through and edit scripts. Disney stood up to the don't say gay law. Another studio spent $10 million to digitally remove Kevin Spacey from a movie. But when it comes to the unbridled romanticization of gun violence, crickets. Weird. The only thing we don't call a trigger is the one that actually has a trigger. Oh, he's right. Part of that's on us, though. I'm going to say this. Part of that's on us. We like our movies violent. We like our shows violent. We do. I mean, it, it, it's it's... It's the way it is. It sounds horrible, but we like part of that action. We like part of that 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 whole thing. I mean, we like watching the John Wicks of the world do what John Wick does. That's you know the the you know and, and it's funny because they're not talking about Michael Myers and Jason, which is just you know crazy because nobody's going to be a six foot eight monster running around chopping people up, wearing a hockey mask, and is you know completely bulletproof and any of those i mean that, that we're not talking we're, we're talking about the 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 true acts of the violence the things that we've seen i've seen a ton of violent movies who has it i mean i mean honestly i mean who 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 hasn't uh, watched i mean from john wick to last year's nobody which i loved nobody it's kind of like a different kind of john wick apparently they're going to have a little bit of a crossover but the gun side of things is uh, you know it's like you come out, and and perfect example is Quentin Tarantino. His movies are bloody, and they're violent, and they're entertaining. You take away those things, right? What do you have? I mean, yeah, I enjoy some movies that are that are they're not violent. I watch a lot of movies, most of them. I enjoy my action, you know, hero ass kicking movies as much as as anybody else. If you make a movie today, you can't show bullying, fat shaming, slut shaming, girl chasing, gay baiting, ethnic stereotypes, or underage hookups where drinking is involved. You know what we used to call comedies. <laughs> but those things are bad, and everyone knows you can't platform bad things. You know what you can still platform? One guy who's the hero getting over a grudge by mowing down a multitude of human beings. I think he was kind of looking at John Wick there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. A little bit of that's true. Yesterday, I was sitting at home relaxing uh, after I went, drove, came home, relaxed. And, you know, I was on the road for about five, six hours, and I was watching the end of The Equalizer. I'm like, oh, my God, I love this movie. Why? Well, because there's a story around it. But, yeah, there's a plenty of violence. There's a pie chart of why mass shootings happen. The major ones are mental health, broken young men who feel like losers and want the world to hurt like they do, easy access to guns, kids having smartphones because of the bullying and all the fake lives that look better than theirs, and yes, crazy amounts of gun violence in movies and TV. Like every school shooter, our movie heroes are grievance collectors. And when it comes to action movies, there's one story. He was a nice guy, but they pushed him too far, and now it's on. But the difference is, again, we don't like people who are evil and bad going doing evil, bad things. John Wick is a bad ass 
and his whole thing is, I don't want to do this anymore. So he gets out of it, right? And then he's brought back into it. Not the same. It isn't. But it's understandable, though, the violent side of it. It makes it look just like with, you know, certain things, that it's not real. You know, my dad, when he played baseball uh, back in the day, uh, when he was with Tulsa, and it's in the Dodgers farm system, I think, at the time, uh, or the Cardinals, Cardinals farm system, during they did make enough money back then. So during the offseason, it was, uh, he was a uh, paramedic. And he said the police used to tell him all the time, it's, it's stabbing somebody is a much different way than it's personal. Guns, very unpersonal. And it is. And the other person is just really a nothing in a lot of ways. It's finding the happy medium, but also understanding that, you know what? Everything's going to have a little bit of something on it. If you just got rid of action movies, uh, you watch what happens to the movie world. If you only had action movies, uh, you watch what happens to the movie world. It's the happy medium, but it's also us. Am I saying don't make these movies? No, not at all. I'm never for censorship or organizing society around what crazy people might do. But don't look me in the eye and tell me this isn't a big part of the problem. Every bad idea a kid can get about how to handle feeling abused and disrespected is in all these movies including the ridiculous cliche that if you are the good guy, the avenging angel who's doing all the killing, you never get shot. And if you do, it's nothing. Mm. True. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. You want to get your dog something? You want to do something great for your dog? Dr. Dennis Black, naturopathic doctor for over 20 years, who's lived... A lot of lives from being a Green Beret and, and uh, you know, a Vietnam era helicopter pilot to surviving stage four cancer uh, to just being a serial entrepreneur has come up with something that he just absolutely loves. And my dogs do, too. My older dog, Doodle, we've talked about all the issues he's had over the years. Well, let me tell you something. Here we are, three and a half, going on four years now that we've been giving him rough greens. And he is healthier than happier than he has ever been. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. Sprinkle on top of your dog's food, and you watch what happens. Comes alive, and it's incredible. Right now, he wants you to try it for your dogs. Go to ruffgreens.com slash chat. That's roughgreens.com slash chat. When you do, you're going to get a free bag. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. That's roughgreens.com slash chat. Roughgreens.com slash chat. Chad Benson Show. Set Chad straight. Text the show, 323-538-2423. That's 323-538-CHAD. Someone has to do it. Might as well be you. The Chad Benson Show. Genetic power has not been unleashed. Seems all it took to get Americans back into movie theaters was dinosaurs and fighter jets. Jurassic World Dominion debuted in first over the weekend with $143 bucks domestically. That's only $5 million shy of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom's pre-pandemic opening gross four years ago. Good morning, aviators. Top Gun Maverick drops to second, but still strong with another $50 million for a three-week domestic gross of $393 million. Yep. 
Things are going well in the movie side of things, but the whole thing, man, don't be bringing dinosaurs to life and not expect them to freak out. Can't do that, shouldn't do that, better watch out for that. But people don't watch movies. Case in point, what's going on at Google? Because there's an issue there. Google reportedly says Blake Lemoyne violated the confidentiality policies when he claimed the company's AI achieved self-awareness. After the engineer's superiors dismissed his concerns back in April, Lemoyne contacted a lawyer and a U.S. House representative, which Google says is against its rules. Lemoyne is now on paid administrative leave. And while sentient computers have long been the fascination of the tech world and science fiction fans alike, most experts agree Google's AI isn't there yet. I don't know. He said that it is achieved the understanding of a seven and eight year old and that turning it off would harm it. That's scary. And also, I think the first thing you should do if you work on any of these projects is they should bring you in and go, this is a movie called Terminator. You're going to watch this movie. Why are we watching it? You're going to watch this movie because we think it's the right thing for you to do. There is a company called uh, Skynet, and uh, you just need to watch this movie. Okay? That's all we're saying. And just understand, so when you're doing your AI stuff, and you want to grow your AI, and you want your AI to continue to 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 learn and to gather, and to uh, just uh, be careful. That's all we're saying. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Solid fun show. Got you through on a Monday. I know it's a Monday, but you know what? It's better than it being Monday at four a.m. Right? Because it's later in the day. See what I'm saying? Closer to Friday. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. Have a good one. We'll do it again tomorrow. Night, night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.